Welcome to Return to Ease, the show where we talk about different ways to live with more intention. Each week, we will discuss different ways to learn how to nourish our mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Rachel Pecora. I'm a licensed massage therapist and a John F. Barnes-trained myofascial release therapist. I am passionate about living an authentic life and want to help you return to ease. Welcome back, friends. Today, we're going to talk about my story a little bit more and how I started some of my journey. And I'm not really a big fan of trendy words and phrases, but I guess we can call this my healing journey, if you will. So where did it start and how I kind of got to where it I'm doing today. So this was maybe a few years ago, uh, maybe around 2015. I was really big into outdoor running. So I would run, but living in Northeast Ohio in the wintertime, sometimes the weather can be a little tricky. So I decided to purchase a treadmill um, to be able to train more year round without having to be out in the rain and the cold and ice and all of that stuff. Plus my neighbor had fallen running. She slipped on the ice and broke her ankle. And that was kind of what sealed the deal for me, kind of scared me. So anyway, um, I purchased a treadmill and I quickly realized how much indoor running was not fun. It does not have the same feeling as running outdoor. It was way boring. And I just was not a huge fan of it. So I found this app on my phone called Aptive. And it's an app for workouts. Uh, They have all kinds of different workouts, running. uh, It's like a personal trainer in your ear. And they have running and meditation and yoga and body weight workouts and weights. And it was great. It's like having someone tell you what to do in your ear. So it was really motivating. And I would use that for uh, running because it would be the trainer saying, okay, now you should increase your speed and then bring your incline up to three. And um, then it would tell you when to bring it back down. And they also had music cued along with um, the audio. So you really felt like you had someone in your ear and they were like a great motivator and good cheerleaders. And it it was great. So I used Aptiv for a while and for running. And I slowly got into some of the other trainers with the the workouts, with the weights and um, found my, you know, people that I kind of vibed with that. And then I found uh, some yoga And yoga was something I was familiar with. I had done yoga in the past and I'd taken classes and it was like, oh, great. I'm already familiar with some of these moves so I can just listen to the audio and I I know what we're doing. So I would do yoga on my off days from working out, um, like as a form of stretching and I was also like a chronic over-exerciser, and I didn't really listen to my body very well at the time. So I looked at yoga as exercise rather than a practice to connect to my body. 
And I found a few yoga teachers that did yoga and meditation and um, they were, uh, I like their voices. And the trainer that I used the most for yoga and meditation had a great voice and he used positive words to me that uh, were very different. They were very unfamiliar to me at the time. Um, each class we would, he would talk about gratitude and, and honoring our body in some way. And those were just not words that I had grown up hearing. Um, the people in my circles didn't use words like that. And I just, I didn't really even know what that meant. So I would listen to these, uh, yoga classes and, um, meditation was very, very new to me at that time. Um, so I would, like I said, I would use these um, classes and I would do the yoga and I would feel great in my body because I thought I was like stretching and I was still using my muscles to get a good workout in. And, uh, but I was also like in the back of my mind starting to use some of the phrases that the uh, yoga teacher, specifically the one that I used, I started using some of his phrases in my head, like when I was out and about in the world. And I was like suddenly more grateful for like food or the sun or waking up that day. And um, I just had never really had like a gratitude practice. That was something that was very, very new to me. And I, I got very familiar with listening to the voice um, the voices that I would hear on these audio apps. And so I would like look forward to the new classes so that I could hear if there was new meditation classes or new yoga classes out because I really enjoyed um, those. And I started actually doing more of those types of classes rather than running. In fact, it kind of just like fell off with the whole <laughs> running thing because at the time I overtrained and I was starting to like injure my body in ways that I uh, knew I should not be running as much as I was indoors so on a treadmill or pretty much at all. I was just over-exercising without listening to myself. My intuition was not very strong at the time. So I started like using the words that I would hear with the yoga teacher. And by the way, his name is Caesar. He's awesome. And I hope that I can have him on an episode soon because his his words are very powerful. So I hope that he will grace us with his presence and I can share some of his wisdom with you as well. So anyway, back to this, I started, <laughs> I started using these words and I started having really like interesting experiences with people that seemed really coincidental to me. Things would happen to me that were more and more often what I would call quote unquote coincidental or, you know, what some people call fate. And I thought, this is so weird. Like these random things are happening to me more and more. And they were, things would just be so wild. I couldn't understand like the strange coincidence and I don't know what was going on. Like, how did I have this conversation? And then I also had a conversation that was so similar earlier, you know, and I'm like, what is this? And I would ask people around me, like the people in my circles, if they had experienced things like this, I'd ask my coworkers, like, do you guys have like experiences where like things are like super creepily coincidental? 
<laughs> they would look at me like, I don't know, you know, maybe. And so I'm like, this is so weird to me. And I started to feel like I was noticing more things than I had ever noticed before. And uh, people and places kind of like seemed uh, related somehow. And I just like felt so strange because I didn't understand why. But I felt like I had this deeper knowing inside of me. You know, I started having more gratitude towards things. And then I started seeing patterns in things. And I was having very vivid dreams. And they were so vivid and so accurate that they like scared me. And I, I could start to like sense when things were happening to me before I knew what they were. And, you know, later on, I, I learned that that was just my intuition, but those were things that we didn't talk about growing up in my family. So I didn't know what that was. And I just thought I was crazy. And, you know, uh, I would ask people if they had these things happen to them too. <laughs> they were like, I don't know. <laughs> so um, in the beginning, when I started noticing um, my intuition, I guess if you'll like, you know, that's what we call it. Um, it would only happen when I would have my intuition, it would only happen when something bad was about to happen. And so that was really weird for me. Um, because the only time things would be very obvious to me is like when something negative was going to happen where I really, like I had a very strong feeling like something, something's wrong. Something's, something's bad. Like I, I feel it. I can feel it in my stomach. I know that something's about to happen, but I can't put my finger on it. And then, you know, something bad would happen. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what it was. Like I knew I was feeling this. I just, I didn't know what it was. And even today, that still happens sometimes where I, I have a really gnawing feeling and later find out that something happened some, to someone maybe that was close to me or um, something. So that was a little um, scary in the beginning because I don't want to only know when bad things are going to happen. So um, anyway, at, so at this point where we are in this episode – I, we're at the point where I might say some things that you don't want to hear or agree with. So if you're sensitive to hearing something different than your own beliefs, you might want to end this episode um, here because I will talk some about death and some of my experience with it. And I might even talk, I, I will talk about um, spirit or at least my perception with some things that have happened in my life. So if you're sensitive to those types of things, then this may not be the, the right episode for you. But if you feel aligned and this feels like what you want to listen to, then please listen along. So I, uh, I think our intuition guides us through life and some call it divine guidance or Holy spirit or spirit or, um, you know, higher power, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's, it's still important, whatever, whatever phrase you put on it. But uh, yeah, back in the beginning of the uh, times when I would have 
strange intuition. I mean, this was like years, years ago. I would wake up in the middle of night, you know, like sleeping and then something like would just wake me up out of a dead sleep. And I'm like, what, why am I awake at this, this hour? And then, you know, like later on find out the next morning that someone in my family had passed away. Um, that happened quite a few times, unfortunately, but, uh, Unfortunately, my dad passed away in 2016. Um, but a couple of weeks before his death, I was also visited by a premonition, I guess you'll say, at work um, and at home the same night that he went into the hospital. And at the time, it it didn't make any sense to me. Um, and it felt really scary, actually, uh, to the point I thought I was like losing it. And the next day, I was with my mom when I got the phone call that he was probably not going to make it. And it was a really awful time. You know, I, I was like really scared. I'm like, Oh my gosh. But like, it all kind of came back to me at the same moment. And as soon as I got off the phone with the hospital, I said, Oh my gosh, mom, that, that was, that was the man that was following me. <laughs> and she said, what man? And I said, I don't know the one that I've noticed since yesterday. And I, like, I know this sounds crazy, but like, I, I saw someone like, I, I'm sure there was something there. Something was telling me that it was like something bad was going to happen, but I didn't know what it meant or what it was about. And, you know, I just like had to let it go because I didn't have any knowing of what it was. And I know she thought I was crazy she was like, she didn't want to hear about that stuff. So, um, she let just like let it go for me. So <laughs> she's like, whatever, <laughs> Rachel, you're nuts, but it's okay. Um, but it was so crazy to me. And it was one of the most vivid things that have ever happened to me. So I, I'll never forget that. Um, anyway, so fast forward. Um, so I ended up having to go to Louisiana. That's where he lived before he passed away. And um, I went there to be with him because I, you know, I hear he's going to pass away like any moment you have to get here. So I got to go and he actually lived for a couple of weeks. And um, so I got to spend the last couple of weeks together with him and I stayed with him every day in the hospital. And, you know, we, we got to spend some good time together. And um, looking back on that, it's like, oh, it was such a great, great time to get to spend those last few weeks with him. But seeing it now, years later, like looking back at that process was so interesting. Um, so he lived for a couple of weeks and then, you know, it was his time where things kind of took a turn for the, the worse. And um, the, you know, nurses and doctors said, okay, well, this is actually the, the real time that he's he's going to pass away probably very soon so you can you can be with him and i was with my aunt she was uh she was the only one that was there with me for su some support and because i'm my dad's only child so um anyway so we're in the hospital just kind of they said oh this is just going to take you know maybe a couple of hours. We don't really know how long it'll take for him to naturally pass. So, you know, you could be a few minutes, you could be here a couple hours. We just, we just don't know. So we sat and waited and it was not a few minutes. 
It was not just a an hour. It was hours. <laughs> he held on for hours and hours. And he was not there, but he was still with us. And the lights in the um, the hospital room were just very interesting. They would like go on and off and on and off all of them over and over and over again. And I sat there with my aunt saying, oh my God, why is this happening? And we were scared. We were like, what is going on? Is he haunted? Is this place haunted? Like what is happening? You know, it's just so wild. Neither of us had ever experienced that before. So I'm like, why is this happening? And the nurses couldn't figure out what was going on either. And finally, one of the nurses was just like, you know, this just might be the process and, and you just have to kind of be here. <laughs> so, okay. So we just sat there for hours with the lights going on and off and it was just his process. So this we were told was, you know, he wouldn't make it for very long and we're sitting waiting and not knowing what to do. And, um, you know, it's like, it's so awful and you don't, you know, you're sad and you're scared. And there's all these emotions going on and you're exhausted. And finally, one of the nurses was like, you know what? You may just need to leave the room. Like sometimes people just tend to hold on for a long time when their family members are here. And sometimes they, you just need to leave the room and they will, you know, pass on their own. Okay. So we decided to leave and, um, we went back to my aunt's house and they said, you know, we'll, we'll call you. And, um, if, if this is, you know, what you want to do, and it's like, yes. Okay. And, um, I went home and I was like, I, I just need to sleep. I, I have to sleep. And I went to sleep. I just had laid down and I knew exactly when he actually passed away because I intuitively woke up and I was like, Oh, it happened. And then I got a phone call right after that, that he had passed. So that was hard, you know, it's, it's hard to make that decision, but you kind of, I kind of knew, like I needed to leave. I, my intuition at the time was like guiding me, like you, you gotta go, like this is maybe the process, you need to do this and you need to leave. So, um, so I left and then I knew because I was woken up by, I assume my dad letting me know that he had passed on. So that was one of my experiences. Um, it's happened with other people in the family, but that one was very vivid for me. Um, but it was interesting because even though it was such a, a hard time in my life and so many questions and unanswered things and so many emotions, um, but it was like setting me up for the next chapter of my life to start. And I didn't even realize it. And I hadn't lost a parent. Like I hadn't lost my dad before, obviously. So it was a really hard time to navigate it. Um, but I had to go back to work, um, uh, which was also kind of a catalyst for, for leaving my, my corporate massage job because, you know, I didn't really get a, a great time to grieve. I had to go back to work right away. So anyway, I stuffed down 
uh, my feelings basically. And I just went back to work and I, I learned how to muster through the feelings and, and not let people know how I was feeling. And I never really wanted to, to burden people. Um, and I didn't really even know how to grieve. So I felt like you just have to, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, and move on. No one wants to listen to you, you know, cry and complain and be sad anymore. You should be done with this, right? That's, that's what I thought anyway. So what did I do? I did a lot of stuff. <laughs> I traveled. I worked out. I went on a cruise and I went to Hawaii and I saw the mountains in Washington and I became vegan and I tried everything to find my soul. I did meditations often. I did yoga. I took walks with my dog. <laughs> my friends had babies and I got to hold the babies and get lots of cuddles. And that was for maybe about a year, year and a half. And then I started my very part-time, very, very part-time business, which is now Northeast Ohio Myofascial Release. But uh, it was very, very part-time back then. And I really just kind of started to pay attention to all the conversations that were happening, or happening around me. And I started noticing my intuition kind of guiding me more when I started paying attention to it. And I started to notice that the conversations were kind of guiding me into my like next step into my next you know thing I was supposed to be doing or um, my intuition was like confirming things that I was already, you know, toying around with ideas in my brain. And I started noticing more people started to come into my life and they would guide me at the right moment, like divine guidance, you know, and everything was happening exactly how it was supposed to, but I didn't know what that was. <laughs> and, you know, the spiritual path that my soul was looking for was being placed in front of me each moment without like my conscious awareness for like the longest time. Um, and I just kind of was like, this is wild, you know? It's like so crazy how like looking for something and then like, oh, here's the solution right there. It's like right in front of me. So, um, you know, I was guided to start my business by someone that I knew that knew a person. <laughs> and they were like, you need to go over here and you need to meet Cindy. And Cindy's like awesome. And Cindy knows all this great stuff and she's very spiritual. And I was like, okay, whatever. That's, that's weird, you know? <laughs> but this person knew I belonged with this spiritual group of people. And I was looking for a community of like-minded individuals that, even though I didn't know what that meant, but I was looking for people that said the same kinds of words that the yoga teacher talked about and like gratitude and um, honoring our bodies and honoring our soul. And I, I didn't know that that's what I was looking for because like I said, those weren't words that I, that I knew. Um, I had a lot of ingrained beliefs about what the quote unquote spiritual world was um, from my childhood, you know, there was a lot of negative uh, connotations with anything 
spiritual. And so to find a community that welcomed my intuition and, you know, my quirks, I guess, if you will, was like great. And I finally didn't feel like a weirdo. <laughs> I could be myself. And I met some like really wonderful people that opened my eyes to um, more spiritual things that I didn't even know about. And it just kind of kept unfolding to where I learned uh, more and more. I learned more about uh, new modalities that incorporated the energy of our bodies. And, um, you know, I just, I learned more about energy, which I only had briefly learned about in massage school. But again, having ingrained beliefs from childhood and, um, you know, just family, uh, religious beliefs and whatnot, those things weren't allowed to be discussed. There was no room for that at the table. Um, you know, you could believe in religion, but you couldn't believe in anything spiritual because that anything that you believe that was spiritual was not religion. And so therefore it was wrong. So I, I didn't get a chance, even that like, I really identified with that type of stuff, even in massage school, there would be many incidences, you know, that we would learn there was different energetic things that happen. And even in, you know, working with clients, um, doing massage therapy, and I just didn't know what those things were. So it was, it was interesting to have a group of people that not only had more experience in what that meant and how to understand it, but like it was accepted and it wasn't weird and it wasn't abnormal. And, you know, you were kind of like an outsider if you didn't feel like that. So it was really nice to have that community. And one of the beautiful people that I worked with taught me about journaling. That's how I learned about how to journal. And she taught me how to keep a journal with things that I was grateful for. And I was like, oh, this is, yeah, this is like what we talked about in yoga. You know, this is what I would listen to in my, my app for yoga was what I'm grateful for. And, and that would help me to like, make sure that I was aware of what I was grateful for. So, um, and then also that led me to say what I wanted. You know, we can't have more if we're not grateful for what we already have. So like these daily practices um, really helped me like keep growing my intuition. And my intuition kept getting stronger. And I had started taking myofascial release classes and I was getting ready to go to Sedona. And I remember that I was uh, walking on the trail with my dog and it was during a time, it was like in maybe March or April so the weather, you know, that spring weather can be real weird in Ohio. And we were having like really strong winds or something that day, but it seemed to have calmed down. And I thought, okay, now I'm going to take my dog for a walk. And so we go to the path to walk and we start walking and it's really windy, but it seems okay. It's not raining or anything. And okay, whatever. And the dog's just kind of, you know, happy. She's just going about her business. And I start having this like strange, strange feeling. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting, I'm getting this 
scared feeling something's wrong like something is terribly wrong and i i don't know what i don't know what's going to happen i don't know if i'm going to encounter something awful i don't know what's about to happen but something something's terrible and i was having almost like this panic attack i'm walking and i'm looking at the dog like does she is she sensing this too cuz dogs are like really intuitive now she's fine she wasn't paying attention so i'm like oh my gosh something's about to happen and i don't know what it is and i could see the path up ahead just kind of narrowing and i'm like am i having a panic attack like i don't know what to do you know <laughs> so i'm like let's just keep walking i'm i'm probably just over exaggerating i don't know and you know we walk down the the path some more and the wind is still blowing and the trees are making sounds and it's just like very eerie like out of a movie where like you know something bad is about to happen but you don't know what it is so i'm like i'm gonna have to call my family members after this and see if someone's you know sick or injured or something because something seriously bad is about to happen <laughs> so we walk down some more and all of a sudden branches are like flying off the trees the wind's picking up and i'm like okay we have to go like we're gonna get hit like this is the sign that we need to get out of here and uh so we turn around you know we had walked down i don't know maybe maybe a half a mile total at this time we turned around we got to go back to the car and so we're walking back and there was this huge tree that had fallen over the pathway and I think that that was my intuition that was saying, get out of here. This tree is going to fall on you. But I didn't, you know, I didn't know. I didn't even think about a tree falling on me. So I'm like, oh my gosh, my dog and I actually had to climb over the tree to get back to the car because the tree had blocked the entire pathway and I never heard it fall. You know, we weren't that far away. You should have heard a tree fall, but I never heard it fall. So that was like bone chilling to me because I know that that's what my intuition was saying was to like, get out of here. This is something bad's going to happen. You're going to have a tree fall on you. <laughs> so um, then I, I, that was like right before I went to Sedona. So then I took my first trip to Sedona and it was my first time I had ever taken a trip solo. I had never gone anywhere where I booked like every detail on my own. I had no one to pick me up at the airport. I didn't know one person. And I had you know, no plans to meet anyone that I knew once I arrived at my destination. And I was staying in an Airbnb like with a host, which I thought was super weird because like, I didn't know this woman. So I just like let my intuition guide me on that trip. I'm like, well, if my intuition was real strong about this, this tree falling, like I just need to listen to this more. So I let my intuition guide me on that whole trip there. Um, I let it make all my decisions for like my food choices and my hikes and my stops and my sleep schedule and everything. And, you know, it was the first time I was like really in charge of my life. And I was like listening to my gut and I was just letting it guide me. In fact, I went on a hike that <laughs> I almost got lost on at the airport hike in Sedona. I was like walking around. I'm like, oh, it's only maybe, I think it was like three miles. I can walk this soon. You know, it's quick. It was like almost dusk. <laughs> I was not prepared for it. <laughs> it was very difficult. And I was by myself and it was like high up and you know, you have to really pay attention to your footing so you don't fall off the side. 
and you know, I had I had my stuff with me. I had like clothes and like food and water and stuff just in case. But it was getting dark and there was like, you know, coyotes in the background. You could hear them or whatever. I don't know. It was just, it was kind of scary. I'm like, I'm going to be lost out here. It's pitch black when it gets dark. It's going to be cold. <laughs> but I just, I let my intuition say, it's going to be okay. You know, you know the way back. It's fine. Um, I let my intuition lay me down in a dry creek bed. That's what I felt called to do. So I did that. Um, I climbed a mountain for the first time ever alone. I climbed Bell Rock, which I never climbed anything before. So I'm like, well, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to let my intuition guide me up the mountain and figure out where my feet are going to go. And I'm going to let my intuition guide me on the path. Should I go left or right or straight? Um, because I don't know. I've never done this before. And no one knows I'm out here. So if I fall off, no one's going to know where I was because I'm out here completely alone. So I let my intuition guide me for that. I let my intuition guide me to learn more myofascial release. And, you know, I let myself not always know the answers because we don't really know. But that trip was a really big catalyst for change. And I didn't really know. So I knew that there were parts of me that needed healing and that needed attention. And there was parts of me that I had left a long time ago and I knew I needed to deal with them someday. You know, I never really let myself deal with the grief and the family trauma and, and things that have happened, you know, over my lifetime. Um, but that trip really changed my, my, my life because I was able to use my intuition to guide me and, um, Sedona just has naturally beautiful powers anyway. So you kind of get into the vibe when you're there, if you haven't been there and you really have to go. So if you have not been to Sedona, Arizona, make sure you put that on your bucket list. So I was kind of unsure of like where to start some days, you know, with listening to the gut. Um, but you know, I just, I kept listening to my inner self and recognizing like spirit comes to us in all ways. And sometimes it's in indirect ways. So I just kind of key into those little conversations. And sometimes the conversations are with strangers. Sometimes there are places that I'm at, or there'll be signs that I'm seeing somewhere. It's like, oh, that's the answer for what I'm looking for. Sometimes it's like through a conversation um, or a smell even. It's just something that will trigger something and it's like, oh, and it just clicks and then that's how I know. <laughs> so, you know, through my journey, I, I found books and articles and, and groups that spoke to me and that felt like they were aligned with my path. Um, but I started to learn that, you know, there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of things that feel really right to some people and it don't really feel so right to others, you know? And I think that those are the things that you're, you're more aligned with or the things that you really have a strong connection to. So now I use that as a sign, like when I'm looking for something or I'm trying to make a decision on something, I have learned to only go with the things that are producing a really strong guttural feeling, like something that's like, oh, this feels right. This is a yes. Because in my opinion, if it's not like a hell yes in my body, then it's a no for me at this point. I've learned that if I'm not getting that really strong, yes, this is right, 
and I'm not listening to that like little nagging feeling in my stomach, then, you know, that's the thing that I need to listen to. So if there's that underlying nagging and sometimes we just kind of tune it out because it's, you know, like, oh, that doesn't seem right. Or, oh, maybe I'm, I'm nuts if I, I say that out loud. Like they're going to think I'm crazy if I mention that. But I've learned over the years that if we don't listen to that stuff, that's the stuff that we, we you know, we get caught up in. Like those are the important things to pay attention to. So now I, I look for books and I look for groups or articles and, and things that really feel like strongly aligned with me. And those early experiences with intuition were really guiding me to say, hello, like I'm here, <laughs> stop ignoring me. But, you know, we don't always slow down to listen to that. And I really think that listening to that intuition helped me find my, you know, quote unquote tribe, the people that I'm supposed to be around. And now I surround myself with people and places uh, that feel like home. You know, there, there are things that are really aligned with my path and my, um, I, I know that some people come into our, our lives for, you know, a reason, maybe it's just a season or maybe it's lifetime, but I, I've learned to like follow what feels like home. And I, I feel that I find everything I need to know at the right time. So I do know that my intuition guides me to the right places at the right moment. Sometimes we're not always at the place where we're ready to receive that information. It's sometimes you may even start hearing things after you hear me talk about this on this episode that will make more sense to you later. Like, oh, now I see it because that's how it happened for me too. It took one person in an app on it, you know, an app for yoga for me to hear things to really kind of like open my eyes to what else is possible out there. So I will uh, tell you this, that we are never done with our healing journey and it just gets more and more fascinating. And I think the best quote that I can leave you with today is a quote from John F. Barnes. He's a physical therapist. He is the therapist that I have studied myofascial release with. And he says that the inner journey is not the most important journey. It is the only journey. So I'll say that again. The inner journey is not the most important journey. It is the only journey. Ooh, how does that feel for you? Where does that land? Okay. Well, I hope you have a great day. And we'll talk soon. Bye, friends. Thanks for listening to Return to Ease. Before you go, show some love for this podcast by leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you and stay tuned for the next episode.